Do you want me to play the intro music? Oh, yeah, yeah, play the intro music. Okay. <laughs> Warm me up here. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Double Cuzzies, where two people who share 25% of their DNA and their entire extended families talk about life. Double cousins. It's like if the Property Brothers married the Deschanel sisters and had kids. Mm, yeah. Property Brothers, Drew and Scott. No, Drew, Drew and I have it open. Drew and Jonathan Scott. Scott. Yes. Oh. Scott's their last name. Drew, John, the property triplets, Drew, Jonathan, and Scott. Yes. The brothers, Jonathan, Drew, and Scott, Scott. <laughs> and the Deschanel sisters, Emily and Zoe. And half of that is already happening. So unfortunately, though, Emily Deschanel and the other brother, I don't know which brother is dating Zoe. I think they're already... In oh, committed relationships. Yeah, it's like halfway to reality, <laughs> this example. Mm. But they also wouldn't, they would share more than 25% of their DNA because the Property Brothers are twins. They are twins. Yes. They are twins, I the thing but was... I don't know if they are identical twins. <laughs> they're not identical. Are you, you're, sh- you're sure the... that they're not identical twins? Let's see. Um, if I'm judging how they look, <laughs> I don't think they are. You don't think that they look Let's identical? See. No, I feel like... Okay, Google. Are the property... <laughs> Ask Chiefs. Cue the contemplative marimba music, please. Oh, no, I triggered my Google. No, stop talking. <laughs> now playing contem- okay. contemplative marimba. Are the property brothers identical twins? Oh, they are. They are identical twins. They are. Yes. Property Brothers stars Jonathan and Drew Scott have made a name for themselves through their hit HGTV show. Their careers have since led to spinoffs, magazine features, and even music deals. What? Oh my god. Perhaps part of the reason the brothers are unique is because they're identical twins. It looks like there's another brother, though. Oh, how sad that there's, like, another brother who's, like, not even talked about. Mm. Wait, what is... like the Jonas brother who's not talked about. The the bonus Jonas. Because he's not a twin. The, the (laughs) The bonus Jonas. (laughs) <laughs> I was always confused because it's Property Brothers, and I was like, well, they look so similar. Why aren't they twins? You would think that they would be called Property Twins because property they're twins. <laughs> so we are giving way too much airtime to the Property Brothers, but interesting fact, though, I guess one of the twins' birth was a surprise because they thought that they were only having one child, and then they ended up having twins. What? How <laughs> like, I didn't know I was pregnant I, with two babies. <laughs> um, I but they were born in the late seventies, so I would think that medical technology was able to pick up that there was multiples. I don't know. And they're Canadian hmm. too, so that Canadian healthcare. Not only are they twins, know. but they're enigmas apparently. <laughs> of like, how did that? How did they not know that they were gonna have twins? <laughs> the mom had a bad doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> On to the topic of this week's episode. So, uh, you want to start a podcast? Uh, sure. What should we call it? I don't know. Um, I guess we're like, we're like Tuzzies. And we're like, like, we're like Tuzzies on both sides. So like. Double, like double We're like double the cousins. Um. Double the cousins. Double the cousins, double the fun. 
So double mint cousins. Double mint cousins. That's it. That's the name. We got it. Boom. And the rest was history. <laughs> yeah. So Kaylee, do you want to give the intro for this week's episode? Oh, sure. So this week we're going to talk about our experience in creating this podcast um, because we've had a few episodes. I think this one's like 13 or so. Yeah, this now. will be episode uh, 14. So we're still learning, but we've had a lot of personal insights while we've created this. And we're going to talk about how it's changed the way that we think about ourselves, our relationship with each other, um, our relationship with family and friends who have listened to it too, and also just some of the um, awesome an interesting feedback we've gotten about the podcast from those who have listened. So a little bit meta for our listeners too, if you're <laughs> tuning in. Yeah. We'll give you a peek inside the, the inner workings a little bit about how the, how we make the podcast too, I guess. Not any tips because we don't know what the hell we're doing still, but just no. a, a little insight. Honestly, it's pretty easy. Yeah, it's pretty easy. We won't pretend like it's especially difficult. Especially this format, just having a conversation. It's pretty yeah. easy. But let's start at the top, I guess. Um, do you remember how or when we decided to do a podcast together? Yeah, I mean, I think we maybe mentioned this on one of the earlier episodes. I don't remember which one at this point. But mm. we talked about, you know, I think we were having a lot of these conversations and we thought that we should try to do some writing, right? We wanted to, mm -hmm. we, and so we had this concept of like, maybe we should have a blog and it should be like a lifestyle blog maybe. Mm -hmm. But then we both got writer's blog. <laughs> so it was like, why is it so much easier to talk about these topics, but I can't put cogent thoughts into writing? <laughs> I, I don't know if it was writer's blog, because we wrote things. <laughs> we're just bad. But we're just like, this is, I don't think it's good. Yeah. We're not, we're not writers. So, <laughs> I mean, we kind of felt like that when we first started doing this, though, too, right? Of like, mm -hmm. well, I just listened to the first episode and like, I don't, was, I think it was maybe good. Is that, was it good? Is any of this good? Does that even matter? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like there's something that we've maybe gotten past a little bit, too, of just like, we're not, we're not setting an expectation of what this has to be. So I think mm -hmm. that's been a nice yeah, and, experience. And I think this format too, because it was started because we were having interesting conversations with each other. This is just an, an extension and a formalization of mm -hmm. that. So it feels a little more natural than turning this concept into a website or a written word. Um, so I think that's a little bit easier to sit on and accept after it's done rather than trying to force it into a different medium. Right. So that's really worked out for us, I, I yeah. think. Yeah. And I think the, the editing process too, right? It's like there is still some editing involved, but it's not like editing a piece that you've written where you go, you kind of mm -hmm. go back and think about it and think about it some more and refine it and refine it. And, and I think mm -hmm. I like that aspect of like this conversational format that we have is that it's like you, you get your thoughts out there but then that's what you're you're playing with, right? It's like you're not changing the base of that. Mm -hmm. um, maybe you're taking out the occasional um or the repeated word or the likes or whatever, mm -hmm. but you sit on what that conversation was, but you don't dwell on it the way that you do mm -hmm. when you are trying to come up with multiple drafts of a piece of writing, mm -hmm. I feel like. so. That's a good point. And I think as opposed to writing too, and then we can stop comparing them. When I write or try to write, in a creative or personal way, especially with the goal of people seeing it, I try to, or I think, develop a voice mm. specifically for that. Mm -hmm. And when we do this, this is just 
literally our voices. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like we have to develop that other uh, persona. And this feels a lot more authentic to yeah, me. Too. Definitely. Not for me at all. This is actually a completely a character that I'm putting on. All of our listeners, you have no idea what I'm actually like in real life. <laughs> this is just AI versions yes. of our This is robot Emily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think the editing process too is just interesting to me of like, you know, figuratively and literally editing ourselves and what we've kind of learned by listening to these conversations back. And, you know, I mentioned this of, I think early on when we first started listening back to the conversations to edit them, it was like, wow, I feel like I missed a lot of the original, the original discussion because maybe Mm. I wasn't fully actively listening and I was too Mm. much thinking about like, what am I going to say? You know? And Mm -hmm. so I think that that was a new level of self-awareness too. And we actively, I I took that and I I said like, I'm going to make it a point to ask more questions. And that's, that's Mm -hmm. permeated everywhere in my life too like just trying to listen more. Um, and so mm-hmm. I think like that's that's been really interesting. And then I think also when you listen back to a conversation that you had and maybe you're not so aware of what your emotional mental state was during that conversation, but then upon listening to it, you can tell sometimes that it's like, oh yeah, I felt weird during that conversation or like, mm-hmm. and, it's, and, I, and I can hear it, you know? And, and mm-hmm. so I think it's, it's also a nice way of like reflecting that is not to compare it again to writing, but it's like it is it's a different form. So it's like you're hearing yourself verbatim in your own mm-hmm. voice as opposed to reading something back too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The tone of your voice, the motion in your mm-hmm. voice. Yeah. It's much more to to kind of gather from that. Um, I, th- I know we've talked about a lot of uh, kind of personal things and dove into different topics at, throughout this process. How do you edit yourself in what you're going to share or talk about, if at all? Mm-hmm. Mm, I think that I I don't edit myself much. Mm-hmm. I think that I where I will edit myself, you mean edit myself in the sense of like not even say whatever, as opposed to like, oh, mm-hmm. I've said something and now I'm going to cut it out. There's not very much mm-hmm. that we cut out of our episodes no, anyway, no. so... Um, but I think like I I want to be respectful of the fact that like it maybe things are not just my story to share, you mm-hmm. know. And so I think that like I want to share what my experience is and how things have influenced me. But I also want to be respectful of the fact that like not everybody has a podcast. <laughs> not mm-hmm. n- not that you can't. You can have a podcast, people, if you want. <laughs> um, but not everybody is choosing. To not do everybody this. is choosing to do this, and and so mm-hmm. like it's my choice to do this, and so I want to make sure that I'm not choosing to tell somebody else's story when it's not mine to tell mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. So, how about yourself? I know that you are a more mm-hmm. reserved person than I am in general. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find myself, if I'm going to share something personal, um, and I don't quite have my own mind wrapped around how I feel about it or how I'm going to express it, then I find myself kind of pulling back on those things. So until something is really settled in and I'm I'm sure of it and I'm sure of my experience and my feeling feelings coming away from it, then I, I kind of find myself, you know not sharing it or just sharing bits and pieces mm-hmm. of it. Um, and then also, you know, like you said, with the people in my life, I want to be respectful of that. And so, 
no, I try not to talk about like too much about my relationships, whether it be with friends or partners, mm-hmm. because that's only my side of it. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm choosing to express it this way, but I don't feel like this is the appropriate place to, you know, air things out or speak on behalf of somebody. Right. So it's like we're speaking our truths. <laughs> Not necessarily mm-hmm. the truth. What is the truth, anyways? Mm-hmm. Um, but when when it's on a podcast, this is the only version of whatever that exists out there. So, and I think that mm-hmm. you know when we started this too, we didn't really. I don't know what your plans are, what you expected to happen, but I guess I, I didn't really expect anybody. Or maybe to I listen. told myself <laughs> I didn't expect anybody to listen because I think you kind of have to give that expectation in order to do this. <laughs> And yeah. it's like if you if you are doing this because you are you want people to listen, like I don't think it works. Like I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think that this is something that I would feel comfortable putting out there. I'm not trying to intentionally get people to listen to what I'm saying. I'm having these conversations with you and then we're putting that out there. Yeah, because I want to have these yeah. conversations with you and then recording it is just something on top of that. Yeah, I think if you're doing this with the goal of catering to a specific audience or doing it for somebody else, mm-hmm. especially this format, something that can get rather personal, then you know, I don't know what it would turn out like because we're not doing that. But I think that's just not, that's not for yeah. us. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about um, how we, the, our soft launch of this podcast and then <laughs> how that went, <laughs> how the reception or what, what happened after we put it out there, I suppose. Yeah, I think that this launch was very, very soft. I mean, it was a silent launch. I think we launch. told maybe some family that we were just like recording stuff mm-hmm. very vaguely. Mm-hmm. And then we were kind of, we had an Instagram handle claim. Yeah, we locked all that stuff down early. <laughs> Double Mint Cousins is just too good of a handle oh, to, to give up. So we got to lock that down first and foremost. Yeah. yeah. So we locked that in, and then I think we put, like, two or three episodes out there over the course of three weeks, mm-hmm. and the algorithm started suggesting the Instagram account to, uh, I guess it was probably just people we follow, or... I think it was, and with, it was probably because people who we both follow, right, because it's, mm, like, an overlap family. of it, and so... Like, what idiots were we to think that, like, the algorithm wasn't going to directly send this to our family, essentially? It's like, I suggested for you. You might be interested. So it was like a surprise yeah, launch for yeah, us, too. for us, too. Yeah, I think that we just sort of put it out there. And then we were also working out the kinks of what the logistics of actually publishing a podcast and putting it onto streaming platforms and doing all of that looked like anyways. Mm-hmm. And so it was very, a very, very soft launch. I think at first, for our earliest of listeners who I shared this with, you received a file via Google Drive. <laughs> it was not even <laughs> on the internet anywhere. So, and I think I only initially shared it once it was once it was published, like the first or second week, with one friend mm-hmm. who lives on the other side of the world. <laughs> so <laughs> there was some distance. Even though I, I really, really trust him and, and respect his opinion, but there is some distance. Yeah, it's, it's the funny thing where I feel like because it is such a personal project that we have taken on, it's like I feel so comfortable sharing this with somebody who I don't know at all versus somebody mm-hmm. who I know very, very well. 
Um, and, <laughs> and so I think like when we put it out there and then the algorithm uh, pushed it to our, our parents, essentially, <laughs> and then some of our extended family who we don't talk to a lot. So shout out to those people because I, we know that you're listening um, and that you're <laughs> following us. And thank you. You know, that was never a plan like to promote this with anybody. We still don't really have a we plan. We <laughs> are still not really promoting this. Um, but I, I think like, again, because it is such a personal project, like if you are listening to this and you have other people who you know, please feel free to share it with them. <laughs> <laughs> but the great thing in, in people catching on and friends listening to this, even people who are close to us, is we talk about these things that we're personally thinking about or interested in, but we've gotten a lot of feedback that, you know, I listened to this and it made me think about my childhood or the way I was in this way or it made me think about my relationship with my cousins or how my family is structured in mm-hmm. a different way that I, I knew about, but I never really spent time to self-reflect about non. So I think that's been a really, really cool thing because it's like friends for me on my side, friends who know me very well, mm-hmm. but I don't talk to them about these things and seeing that they take something away from it and have this reaction in relation to their own lives. I think that's like, I don't know what the goal is is for this podcast, but that is one of uh, the best responses I could ever think about. Yeah, I mean, at least I have seen the benefit for myself of having these conversations with you and then processing mm-hmm. them and editing them and sharing them, right? And building the confidence and sharing those thoughts more broadly. And And so I think that because that has been so helpful for me, if that is helping other people to think about these types of things in these types of ways mm-hmm. and differently than maybe they have in the past or or that they don't have somebody like a double cousin where they can have these types of discussions with them. If, if anything, if this has created an opportunity for people to have conversations with other people in their lives about these types of things is of a segue of like, oh, I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about this and it made me think about this. What do you think about this? Mm-hmm. We didn't have any goals for this. <laughs> so, but it's just mm-hmm. such a, such an amazing, amazing surprise, you know, that has come mm-hmm. out of it, that people are listening to it and that it's making them think differently about their own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think like within our own family, because at this point, like it has been, it has really been spread to a lot of our extended family, not really by any sort of <laughs> pushing of our own, but just our parents repping it and like them being proud of this and wanting to share that has also been very validating in a way that like I didn't, I, I wasn't looking for validation, but like having received some validation for it has been mm-hmm. also amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that, uh, yeah, it's funny, like we, we started out this, this podcast talking a lot about like, oh, feeling the sense of pressure to do something traditional and then doing something not traditional and then still being supported. And in that, it's like, oh, maybe I was putting a lot that of that pressure on, my on myself. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so then it's like, okay, so then what's stopping like, me from doing more of this kind of stuff? Nothing. It should be nothing. It's like turning red. You think you're supposed to be right. this certain way, but you really don't. Right. right. And just because I want to do this doesn't mean that anybody else in my family wants to do this. So I'm not going to drag them along for the ride. Just you. Um but <laughs> help me. I'll drag you through that portal <laughs> with your panda. <laughs> it's been a, a very surprising project, I think. 
Mm-hmm. And we're only, I mean, we started recording right after Christmas, yeah. so we're only... We're like one quarter in, right? This is our quarterly adulting review as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot has happened over the course of those 13 weeks. I mean... <laughs> A lot yeah. Of I, yeah, I feel like more so tangibly, maybe on your side of things, you know, leaving your job and, and going on this new journey. But for me, I feel like maybe I've, I've been staying in the same room. So like physically, things still haven't changed much. But again, the mental, emotional work has been has been huge over the yeah. quarter. And I think, too, just having an excuse to catch up with you. Yeah. Whether it be through formally recording or just, uh, you know, texting more on random days. And then it's funny because I think for the first few weeks we were just seeing each other to record and we weren't really like having off the cuff normal conversations. Just like regular personal interactions. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so I feel like we made a point to, you know, keep in touch with each other in a different way. And then, you know, having conversations like this kind of supplements those conversations and you know what we share with each other so I feel Mm -hmm. like our relationship has uh, become a little bit more rich doing this too definitely because I think it's like we'll be talking about something off the cuff or we'll be talking via text message or something funny will happen and then we'll say oh maybe we should talk about that on the pod you know and so it's it comes Mm. from I think everything that we talk about too, it comes from a place of like, we're genuinely interested in discussing Mm -hmm. these things with each other. It's not like, oh, let's go both do a ton of research on something. And then so we can have like an informed debate about something. It's just like, no, I just kind of want to examine something. And I know what my perspective is on it, or I think I know what my perspective is on it, but I want to hear somebody else's. And then I want to hear it from somebody who comes from a lot of the same background as I do too and I think that I've learned a lot about you anyways and I think I've learned a lot about myself through the process of this where I think I had this misconception that you and I were pretty similar (laughs) Mm -hmm. I had the same same misconception really (laughs) just kind of filled in a lot of gaps especially like childhood yeah Yeah. and I think when we started kind of breaking it down it was like oh wait no we were existing in the same time and place but our experiences Mm -hmm. were very different in those places and then outside of the shared experiences that we had too, like our immediate families are very different. Like our friend circles, mm-hmm. our interests, just you and I are just very different. And so I think those have been some of the most interesting conversations. Like, mm-hmm. oh, what 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 was your interpretation of this? And like, okay, so we both had this this experience growing up and then we went completely different ways from that. Uh, and I think that's been mm-hmm. fascinating to see. I realized through this process too that I I thought I knew you well. And I think I did know you well, but I didn't yeah. know you to on the on the level that I do now, right? And so I think it's definitely mm-hmm. made our relationship a lot deeper in the sense that we talk about things at a much deeper level, but then we talk mm-hmm. about a lot a bigger variety of things, you know. Yeah, and I think too that realization comes from topics that we don't really expect them to come from, like if you haven't listened to the sports episode, mm-hmm. like we knew we were different in that respect, but formally talking about it with each other for, you know, 45 minutes or an hour, it goes places that, you know, text conversation right. certainly would not go. Maybe even an in-person conversation where you have other distractions or you're around other people may not go. So that's been really cool to me, just in general, kind of dwelling on something for that amount of time, but especially when it it gives us the realization that, oh, you weren't, or you are not how I thought you are. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I was just 
making this up for you because we have such similar family, but in actuality, that's very different. And I think in a lot of ways too, you know, that realization of like, oh, I had not expectations, but I had a lot of assumptions about things Mm -hmm. that either you did or didn't do or why you did or didn't do those things as kids and adults. And I think it's made me rethink too of like, well, if I don't know, if I didn't know you as well as I thought, how well do I actually know other people who I don't think I know that well, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Or it's like for the other people in my life who I think I know well, how well do I actually know them? And, Mm -hmm. and so I think it's kind of made me rethink of like, well, when, because, because YOLO in a pandemic and when you are spending time with somebody, like, what do you really care to know about them, to ask about them, Mm -hmm. right? To ask them. As opposed to just, like, catching up, like, well, how's your, you know, what's up? How's work? You know, what's new? Mm-hmm. You doing anything fun? You know, it's like, that's great, too. And and I that's I think that was something maybe that we lost a little bit with each other when we started just doing the podcast. Because it was like, okay, we're just mm-hmm. in these really in-depth conversations about things. Yeah. And so there needs to be a balance. But I think not having these level, this depth of conversation at all with anybody would be would be a waste. It would be a loss, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm yeah. glad that we've and created this not, forum for it's ourselves. It's honestly not for no, everybody. Not. I think this works for us because we're interested in these parts of ourselves and we are, um, we're open to, to putting in this work of thinking about things in a certain way. And what does that mean for us? And that doesn't come naturally to everybody. But I think for us, you know, because we didn't have a lot of that growing up or, mm-hmm. you know, in the past few years, it's been... Um, you know, a, a huge growing experience for us too. Yeah. just all of these conversations. But I mean, to anybody listening, I challenge you to, to be a little introspective or think about things in a, a different way or ask, you know, why am I like that? Or where does that come mm-hmm. from? Because it might, it might uh, encourage you to start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think that you uh, can start a podcast, you can. If you think that you want to start a podcast and you want to do it in this format, then I suppose I would challenge you to just have a pick a conversation topic and stick to having a conversation with somebody about that topic for an hour and see Mm -hmm. how that feels. (laughs) And -hmm. if it's something that you like, then maybe and also reach out to us and we'd love to have you as a guest potentially. (laughs) But if it's something that you hate, then it's like, yeah, this is more difficult than I think than than most people would think, too. Yeah. yeah, and the fact that we can talk about something for so long, I think I I wouldn't be that way with most people or a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And we really I've I've gotten asked like how do you prepare? Or mm-hmm. What what do you do before each episode? And it's pretty loose. Yeah. I mean, we have a an outline for each episode, but it's really just kind of the topic and some loose questions that we may or may not follow. Sometimes if there's something that know we really want to make a point to bring up we'll put it in a bullet point but usually there's not that so it's really just kind of off the cuff and what we're feeling in the moment maybe we could do a little more prep (laughs) but it's it's an authentic conversation it's not scripted yeah all all of our spirals are (laughs) (laughs) non-scripted and I mean I think that's why it's all that's kind of the nature of it too is like because it's unscripted it is it can be very spirally sometimes of like mm-hmm. we'll we'll get onto a tangent for something and then 
And then when we listen back to it, it's kind of funny of like, oh, should we leave that in or not? And it's like, yeah, we should absolutely leave that in because <laughs> wherever the conversation took us is where it took us. And um, it's very yeah. representative of what we're feeling this day and this time. I think when we got through maybe the first like nine episodes or so, it was like, all right, what do we what should we talk about now? I was like, oh, uh oh, are we already running out of topics? And that, and was, that it. was it. So this this wraps double cousins. Thanks for joining. Bye bye <laughs> forever. No, I think that uh, I think like when I listen back to some of the conversations, or when I just think about the, some of the topics that we've explored, a lot of those feel very not unfinished. It just feels like, and you've even you've said this on previous episodes of like we're just scratching the surface of it, you know. And so when mm-hmm. I think about you know, one of the most recent episodes of like Asians seeking Asian, that we really just scratched the surface on that. Right. And that there are so many other things to, to discuss and to reflect upon as it relates to, you know, Asian American identity and, and our journeys with that. And so I think that like, there's going to be so many other nuanced conversations that we'll have about that and other, other topics that we've talked loosely about already. Um, But I think that that's, it's like we're going to have a lot of part twos for things because it's not like you can really, because of the nature of the podcast too, of us just having these conversations about us understanding these things about ourselves. Like that mm-hmm. process doesn't stop after an hour long conversation. No. <laughs> it's like we will have additional no. thoughts afterwards of like, oh yeah, you know? And so then it's like, maybe we should have a follow up on that, you know? Yeah. So it's like the point yeah, of the conversation kind of... is to spur thought, not necessarily just to mm. lock what all any thoughts that you have on it. Yeah, or just to present a thought. And that's something I'm kind of working on too, personally. Like those topics are very fluid and those episodes and conversations are a moment in time, but our views and our thoughts about things are going to change. And just because we said this or that or realized this or that in one episode doesn't mean that that can't evolve over time or that can't completely, you know do a 360 or a one, 180 <laughs> halfway around <laughs> to the other side. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, maybe revisit some of those and see, you know, what we're feeling about those topics now or what are my thoughts about this at this stage in my mm-hmm. life or even later, a little bit later in the year too because I feel like especially where I am right now with figuring out what I'm doing with my life, my thoughts are always changing with that too. Yeah. And I think this is a really nice exercise too, to capture what your thoughts and your feelings are at that moment. And, mm-hmm. and you know, when I talked about how recently I rediscovered my old journals <laughs> and I was like, Whoa, dear diary, dear diary you are crazy. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> wow. Okay. But so much perspective, you know, like being able to then look at that and it's like, what was I feeling? What was I thinking when I was 13, 14 years old through, you know, college? And then it's like, what, what, where did that person go? Also, you know, mm-hmm. when it's like, I, when I read some of those things and I'm like, wow, that doesn't sound like me at all. And it's like, but it was me at one point. So what mm-hmm. happened along the way? How do I retrace the supply chain of my mind to get back there? <laughs> and, and so I think that this is just kind of like the journal of our 30s. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and, and we've joked around before, too. Like, my kids are going to listen to this at some point, probably. I'm going to make them listen to it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to, like, play it while they're sleeping so it just 
yeah. you know, injects itself into their subconscious. Yeah. It is really <laughs> funny when they'll be in my office or something, and then it's like I'll have a file open or something like that, or it'll play, or a, a past episode will play on something, and they'll be like, oh, mama. <laughs> it's like, no, no. Or they recognize your voice, too. Oh, yeah. really? <laughs> so yeah. cute. But yeah, I think it's like this, this project... Um, like, I think it's, we don't know where it's going to go because we didn't really have any grand intentions for where we wanted it to go. And it's just been really pleasantly surprising. And I think as long as we, you know, if we don't have a big benchmark to meet or a specific audience that we're trying to get to, like, I'm, I'm totally happy just keeping it whatever we want to do. Yeah. <laughs> because we can. And and it's struck a chord with some people and you know some of the feedback or reactions that we've received are more than i ever imagined because i wasn't imagining anything <laughs> that's the thing is like when you set your expectations to zero <laughs> zero you'll, you'll exceed None. them <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. but i think that's a super good lesson right because we've talked about that too before where at least for myself like i feel like i have too high of an expectation for things that i do or that I want to do, that it sort of paralyzes me from doing more things because it's like, oh, unless I know exactly how this is going to be, I don't know if I want to pursue it. And this was something where it's like, I just want to do this. It's the process of doing it. There's not like an end Mm -hmm. goal of it. And there's not a metric of success really that we're trying to achieve. The the medium itself of just, it's, it's just recording audio. And so it's like completely open space, right? And so I think, um, you know, maybe we should talk about some of the things that we, the recurring things that we tried to do on these episodes and how those came mm. to be and sort of what, uh, you know, some of them have stuck and some of them have not and, and sort of what, mm-hmm. you know, what uh, what we've learned from those. And so I think very early on, like even before we started this podcast, I think I texted you and I was like, hey, should we have like fake commercials or something like to break mm-hmm. up? the conversation because I think we also thought that nobody was going to want to listen to this for longer than like maybe 15 minutes yeah and I think to us that was like something we could do to supplement it and be a little bit creative and just kind of have goofy fun with it too which we've kept on and I've really loved (laughs) yeah and I think that that's been such a fun creative prompt in itself it's like a mini prompt within an episode you know like all right Mm -hmm. well you have a topic for an episode and then you and I have gotten into alternating who is responsible for producing a, a commercial for it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's related to the topic and sometimes it's not. But it's always just so funny to see, like, what do you come up with? Mm-hmm. And I think because I didn't come through a creative field, supply chain management, not the most creative space, I was never given sort of these creative prompts of like, well, come up with this type of idea or do this type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, given my personality, I do better with a deadline. I do better with with structure about something and so setting that up in a way where it's like oh yeah it's a challenge like okay think of what kind of commercial do you want to do maybe what new technique do you want to try and use what topic or concept (laughs) is it going to be about and then how do you put it all together in something Mm -hmm. that is really hopefully funny and less than two minutes long you know Mm -hmm. and so that's just been like a completely new creative challenge that has been really really fun (laughs) Mm -hmm. how or when do you see yourself like coming up with these ideas is it kind of 
the same every time or what's your process like? So I think it's like I'll be maybe I'll be watching something or I'll be reading something. A lot of the time something will piss me off. And it'll be like, Ugh, that's so, yeah, that's why my commercials are kind of like, ha, 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 this is messed up. And it's, and it's like, something will happen or I'll reflect on something or it'll be like an injustice about something. Or it's like, I'll learn something and I feel like it's not something that is well known or that mm. I would like to have a way to message that to people of like, This is something that maybe you don't realize affects a lot of other things. You know, the the fucking water commercials, the crack cocaine commercials. Mm -hmm. Like those are... PSAs. The PSA ones are a lot more about like, I will have some thought or like a very uh, satirical thought in my head. And I'll be like, okay, now how do I make... How does that... How does that come across as a product or commercial for something? Mm-hmm. Um, but then other times I'll just like, yeah, like the scars gore card. I mean, that was like, that was just like, I wanted to do something that sounded funny. <laughs> so, and I, and I try to, it can be anything. Yeah. And I try definitely try to mix it up too. And like when I did the still just fucking water one where it was a dialogue between myself, that was like a, okay, I want to do like a conversational commercial, but I don't want to share it with you because I want it to be a surprise. And I'm like, so then how do I do mm. that? And then it was like, oh, voice modulating. It was like, oh, that sounds weird. But that's what I'm going to do. So, so yeah, what, what about you? What's your creative process for commercials? Mm. They just come to you fully formed and you just record they just them. Come to me, yes. <laughs> uh, what is my creative process? I'll think of just like the subject of it and like put it down in a note in my phone and it won't come to me right away like what the, the actual dialogue mm-hmm. is or the copy is. Um, so I'll kind of just stew on the idea, and mine are, are mostly Guy Fieri related. <laughs> <laughs> what is the theme of mine? Mine are like commercials for a thing, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just jot down what that thing is, and then it'll come to me at random times. Sometimes I'll just be like, you know, having coffee and just the... And a craving for donkey <laughs> sauce. Yeah, the <laughs> craving comes up. It's random. Yeah. It's really random for me in terms of how they get built yeah. out. Um, and then recording them is fun. I, I think the first few uh, were a little bit like getting used to recording just yourself like that and editing yourself not in this conversation uh, was a little bit challenging. And it's like you sometimes I record myself and I feel like I'm giving a thousand percent energy and then I <laughs> listen to it back and it does not come across so that's been an interesting process and then you realize that everybody that you see on tv are just like talking like totally mad people (laughs) to sound like they're Mm -hmm. emoting at all yeah yeah i mean it's exhausting to be i did that with my past job a bit it's so exhausting to be on like that and i mean granted these are just like 30 seconds to a minute or two but it's definitely a practice so that's been it's been fun though um but kind of a random random topics or ideas will pop up and then I'll randomly flush them out like a week later so yeah I think uh, similar to you like where there will be one sometimes where it's just like oh I have this idea and then you just kind of record something and you're like that's good (laughs) and other ones you're like gotta really workshop it (laughs) of like how am Mm. I gonna do this I think maybe a big part of it for me too is thinking about what sounds can I incorporate into my commercials because I really like having sounds Mm. in mind 
So I, I rely a lot on sound effects on it versus having to really amp up the script part of it. But the sounds add so much. I know, right? Thank you. Another shout out Free to freesounds.org. Yeah. yeah. Um, as a, regarding your latest commercial, um, I, it was ridiculous. And then I was like, okay, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but I'm just going to put this out there. So I recorded this little tidbit off of the, the internet. Um, so the pronunciation of, of Guy's last name. It's quite an intro. You got Fieri right. They, they do the they R on it all wrong. the time. They get, it, they get it wrong every time. You knocked it out of the park. I'll pat myself on the back for that. Fieri. <laughs> yeah. So that was an intro of him on the show Hot Ones, where it's oh, Guy Fieri. Chicken wings. <laughs> well, I'm not... I don't think you should change it, though. No, but it, I yeah. mean, I'm not... Italian American <laughs> myself, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to pronounce it like Giada de Laurentiis or anything like that. No, yeah, it's not, not Parmigiano Reggiano. It's Parmesan, <laughs> and it's not Guy Fieri. It's Guy Fieri. It's Guy Fieri. Yeah. See, American. I feel like I'm with the ninety nine point nine percent of other people who pronounce it Guy Fieri. Yeah, you're just. Uh, I should say Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. <laughs> Um, I went on a bit of a rabbit hole when I found that vi- before I found that video. I would highly recommend googling Guy Fieri name pronunciation because there is a whole series of these very interesting. They're not videos because it's mostly audio, but it's on YouTube, and it's like somebody who's like French or Scottish, and they are telling people how to pronounce these American celebrity names. It's hilarious. But what? Who's to say which one is right? I guess know? the person, the person who's the, the person. person whose name it yeah. is. So you know, you just continuing to consciously call him Guy Fieri is basically just like me saying it's like, oh, you know, Kamala. Oh well, <laughs> you know, I'm reading his Wikipedia now. Fieri was born Guy Ramsey Ferry, Ferry. F E R R Y. Oh, okay. So where did this come from? Maybe he's reclaiming his his name. Maybe his family was a paper son coming in. Maybe they misspelled his his Italian heritage. They bastardized it and changed it from Fieri to Ferry. And now he's just reclaiming that. When his family immigrated to Columbus, Ohio. (laughs) I'm going down a rabbit hole. But point being, I can pronounce it however I so feel. (laughs) Guy Fieri regression. <laughs> digression. Digression. <laughs> it was a digression. But I digress. <laughs> That's what your commercials are. They're digressions. Digressions. <laughs> From the people who brought you Love is Blind comes a new reality dating show. 24 single people looking for love will move into the newly modernized pods and date behind a screen once more. This time with the most state-of-the-art voice modulation technology. Do you watch Rick and Morty? Oh my god, I love Rick and Morty. We can cuddle up on the couch and watch it together. Let's say our favorite song on three. One, two, three. Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Oh my god, same. I always sing the Gaga part though. <laughs> Me too. After a week of intensive blind dating in the pods, the singles will have to choose someone they have a love connection with and propose. Will you marry me? I've never felt a connection with anybody like this. Of course I will, yes. 
They'll then be blindfolded and swept away to Cabo San Lucas for a sexy 10-day couples retreat, where only then they'll discover that they're actually all homophobic men. And it's actually for 90 days. At the end of the season, and to get their passports back, each couple will have to walk down the aisle and answer the question, Am I gay? Coming this fall on Peacock. New episodes, weekly. So the other thing, besides fake commercials that we started doing, that didn't last, um, (laughs) but was definitely a worthwhile exercise, I think, was constructive compliments. We mentioned why that we started doing that, right? Of like, we wanted to, one, get more comfortable with complimenting others, as well as more comfortable in receiving compliments ourselves, and get better at giving compliments, too. And so, so Kalia, what was your lessons from that exercise that we did? I think through that exercise, it made me think about the people in my life a little bit differently, and just like little minute things they do, or the way they are and um, kind of just have appreciation for little things and also in giving compliments to you. I mean, I'm not around a lot of people right now (laughs) since I'm not working, but it did make me a little more comfortable with doing that or just, you know, expressing to my partner at home, Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, thank you for X, Y, and Z or just little things. Um, So definitely kind of injecting that train of thought into my everyday life and I'm excited too for whenever I I get back around to working I definitely saw through that exercise kind of the effect and connection it can make between two people so whenever I am around people in a professional way I definitely will keep that in mind and be more diligent about expressing those things in the moment rather than you know waiting for a good time or you know, when they Mm -hmm. deserve it or Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. Like, if you think that, you should just share it. So that's been kind of the takeaway for me. But then we we ran out of compliments to give (laughs) each other. So (laughs) you can only go so far with one one person. Yeah, yeah. And and I mean, obviously, like, we we stopped doing it regularly, too, just because we didn't want it to be inauthentic. We didn't want it to feel like we were pulling at straws, you know, like, oh, well, Mm -hmm. what do I say this week? And, and I think that exercise served its purpose in my mind of, you know, a lot of what you said. Um, but also, like, it made me feel a lot more appreciated. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I think that it, it was like, oh, wow, there are some things that I didn't even think about myself that you highlighted, you know, or there are things there are things that I would do or things that, you know, things about me that I'm like, well, I don't know if anybody actually, you know, sees mm-hmm. that. And, and so I think that that was very affirming. And then I think putting a lot of explicit thought into thinking about you and all the things that I love about you and then expressing mm-hmm. that. And so I think that has also, yeah, like I think when we first started that exercise, I felt a lot more compelled to make sure that I was telling other people in my life the things that I love about them. Mm-hmm. Because who knows? It's in a pandemic. And so it's like, just say mm-hmm. what you feel, you know, and like appreciate mm-hmm. the people and the things in your life that you have. Yeah. So. I definitely felt that from you too. Like, to an extent, when you're in your own mind and body, it's just kind of like, oh, this is the way I am. And I might know these certain things about myself, but to have somebody so close like you mm-hmm. 
see those things and then put really thoughtful words behind them. It's really nice to hear, like, even if that's an inherent trait or how I've always been, somebody sees it and somebody appreciates it and sees it from this perspective that's not just in my own mind. So that's been really uh, interesting and has kind of helped me reflect on myself in a different mm-hmm. way too. And I think that I noticed too that, uh, and you know, I commented very early on in that process too, like, you're really good at giving compliments. And, and, and the reason why I say that is I think that like you, you choose your words very precisely about how to describe what you perceive. And this is me giving you a compliment now. <laughs> this is the last and one. And when I, yep, that's out. it. No more. No more praise. And <laughs> I like your shirt. Oh, yeah. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Compliment section over. <laughs> uh, your hair looks good today. <laughs> like, um, but I think that what I noticed when I would be giving the compliments and then when I would listen to them back too in editing is that a lot of times I wouldn't have a full appreciation for what I was highlighting about you until I actually started saying it. It was like, this is really great about you. But actually, the reason why this thing is so great about you is because it plays out in this way. And so I think for me, anyways, it was a lot more using that as a way to process my perception, too. Mm. And so maybe I thought that I had a fully formed perception where it's like, actually, I'm not complimenting you for this. I'm complimenting you for something completely different, you know, from what Mm -hmm. I thought I was. And, And so that was kind of interesting too, for me of like, it made me think a little bit harder about like, why do I appreciate the things in others that I appreciate? Mm. And is it because of that behavior? Is it my response to it? And so, I mean, the whole podcast process, but specifically the constructive compliments was definitely like, think very, like very, very consciously about something Mm. that you normally don't. And then to manifest that and to actually saying it to that person. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that was like that physical and mental release of it is another yeah. part of that process. Yes, yeah. And so I think uh, whenever I talk to you, there's not really a difference between like podcast conversations with you and conversations with you. Like it's because this is just our relationship. Mm-hmm. But I think when we go back to like, because we never really intended anybody to actually listen to this. When receiving the feedback and, like, reintegrating that into our lives, it's like, oh, wait, I didn't have that conversation with you. Oh, but I'm having this conversation with you now. (laughs) You know? And so it's, like, interesting. (laughs) It's kind of trippy. Yes. It's kind of trippy. I mean, I do appreciate that it's opened up those topics with other people, but it always kind of catches me off guard in the beginning. Like, wait, why is this coming up? (laughs) Or... Like, I know, yeah, I know I had, I talked about this, but it wasn't with you. And okay, like, give me a minute just like for this to settle into yeah. my brain. <laughs> I think initially because I was like, oh, I don't want anybody to listen to this. And now that I'm letting like a couple people listen to it, so I was like, oh my God, now you're actually talking to me about it. Like, this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. It's like, what did we expect right. you to listen to exactly. it and then not say What's anything? worse? Kind of. What's I guess worse? So. Yeah. So it's like, we're just going to put it out there. Please, nobody listen to it. Nobody say anything about it. <laughs> uh, but I think getting over that discomfort, and, and I say it jokingly now, right? It's like, yes, absolutely. Give me your thoughts. I, I, I love it, you know? And But I think early on, it was like, oh, so like physically uncomfortable, even mm. when people had such nice things to say. You know, it was like uncomfortable. And and so I think part of this process has also been 
having these discussions, having these thoughts, having the confidence to record it, then growing the confidence to put it out there, then growing mm-hmm. the confidence to ask people to listen to it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then... And then growing the confidence to have a conversation with those people yeah, about yeah. it. And then to have the confidence to not care what anybody thinks about it still. <laughs> so I've, I still care a lot what yes. people think about it now that it's out there. Yeah. Thankfully, it's all been pretty positive. But I mean, we're doing something, something right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very vulnerable thing that we're doing. And, we have no clue uh, what we're doing, but we're, we're I guess, guess we're doing guess it we're right. doing it right. <laughs> There's no real path or playbook for this, which is part mm. of the fun is that there is nobody telling us, do it this way, or this is what's good and this is what's bad. It's just like, Mm -hmm. nope, we're just going to make it up for ourselves. And as long Mm -hmm. as we think it's good and as long as we have good times and we're laughing, then that's that's all that matters. (laughs) I don't think there's been any recordings that we've walked away from and been like... That was like, what was that? That was a bad time. <laughs> that was a bad time. Where we're like, hmm, maybe we should just wrap this experiment up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's definitely one conversation where I was just like, I don't know if this is good, but we had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I remember laughing a whole lot, but I don't know if anybody else is going to laugh, but doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, and I think, you know, this is... We'll probably edit this part out because this is going to be too braggy. Um, but <laughs> it's just, it's, it's the confidence thing, right? It's like, okay, now the confidence in saying like, no, these conversations are good. <laughs> like, yeah. But I think that uh, when you have, when you're having a conversation, and especially when it's like an enjoyable conversation, you're like engaged in it, but you're not, you're in it. And so you can't take that outside perspective of it, right? Mm-hmm. But when you have the ability to then have this great conversation and then listen to it afterwards and then to reflect on it and being like, was that conversation actually as like enjoyable as I, as I thought it was at that time? And then it's like, oh, yeah, it does actually sound like, yeah, yeah we, were, we were having a good time, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's been kind of a nice thing of just like a playback of yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's not just my, just not my perception of it, so... No, it's like, this still, this still hits. Yeah, it still hits. Even if it didn't, we'll still do it. (laughs) Do we want to talk about what is next? We don't even know, I guess. What What is is next? next? Um, We, we have some topics lined up, but honestly, now that people are listening, if there is something specific that we haven't touched on that you would like to hear about, we will definitely, we're open to suggestions, Mm -hmm. so... Yeah, before it was like, please don't engage with us. And now it's like, please, (laughs) let us know. (laughs) Let us know your thoughts and ideas on things. (laughs) Maybe maybe down the road we might bring in a third. We might have some special guests. I might need to fill some time, too, while you're out on your trip. We might have some special guest episodes here. Yes. I think that there's definitely topics that we want to revisit. But if there's any topics that our listeners really want us to revisit, then let us know. And please... Rate and review us wherever you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if there's anybody you know who you think would enjoy this, feel free to share it. Yeah. Because we're getting a little more comfortable with yes. that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like I said before, if we don't know that person, definitely feel free to share it with them. <laughs> if we do know that person, maybe ask us first. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. We've already put it yeah, out there. there. It's already on the <laughs> internet forever. So we're going to stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, 
That wraps it for this week's episode. Thanks for listening to Double Cuzzies, where we're cousins. And friends. But most importantly, we're family. Bye. Bye.